Hi guys, welcome back to episode 11 of Bishes the podcast. Um, for this episode, I want to talk about tender response, um, putting tenders together, and maybe a little bit about just bids generally, whether it's for a grant bid or, you know, money in some way, or, or even just to make yourself more known to somebody, for example. So I have about 15 years worth of experience within tender response from when I was working within industry. Um, it was very much a, a key part of my role when I worked for um, a multinational organisation. And I learned a lot from the process because my background is very much within sales and marketing. But um, I did a lot of work with, with tenders as well, because obviously that's to do with sales, essentially. Um, so let's talk about a few things about what makes a good tender or what makes a, a good application for one at least. Um, often it can be really difficult. Um, often we're talking about sealed, sealed bids. We don't really know about, you know, where to actually pitch ourselves in terms of the money. Um, you know, is it best to be cheap? Is it best not to be cheap? Um, what is the best thing for your, you and your business? Um, so I would say that it's never, ever about money. And I know this from experience. The most important thing for somebody, particularly with government tenders, which is where a lot of the big money is based within local authority, um, whatever you're doing, whether you're a plumber, whether you're providing, providing like fire um, equipment or safety testing or, you know, or whether it's just doing consultancy work like I might do for somebody potentially, um, it's not about money. It's about whether you can do the job. It's whether you're going to let them down. It's whether gonna, there's going to be a breach of contract. It's whether you're going to have to renegotiate your contract. You know, it's like applying for a job, essentially. You need to be well researched into what you, the information you're actually putting out there to them. And that means looking at the pro forma, looking at all the information that they're giving you about the service that they want. Um, so if they're asking questions within like um, a pre-qualifying um, statement, so often you'll get um, before you even go for a tender, they might kind of put together just pre-qualifying -pre questions from various organisations that they're interested in working with. So it might be 10 or 20 of you, for example, and then they might use those questions to then whittle down a final 10 or a final five that they could actually choose one supplier from. Like a lot of these things, people don't want it dragging out forever. You know, it's it's a bit of a pain. And, you know, if they've just got lots and lots of tenders with, you know, mad prices that are very massively, then it's not helpful for them either. Um, so often for big tenders or decent ones for local government, um, definitely always have pre-qualifying questions. So it's essential that you answer them as fully and as best as you can. It's a little bit like an exam at school. You know, it's not necessarily, oh, let's fill the box with lots of information, lots of words. It's about using the right words. So you might have a couple of sentences that tell them exactly what you do, how you're going to do it and how there's not going to be any problems with it. And that's fine. And they're going to look at you more favourably than if you just waffled on for 20, 20 lines of text, for example. Um, so think about what you're saying and how you're saying it. You know, research them thoroughly. If you can find out any information or, you know, who's previously supplied that contract or have there been any issues with it, you know, you know, look look into it as much as you can and with as much information because the more that you can show them, like with a job, um, that you've actually thought about this in detail and this contract does matter to you just like the job would matter to you then you want to you want to think about how you can do that best for yourself um yeah and that's essentially it they want to know you can do the job they want to know that you're interested in it that you're going to put time into it um and that that, that you are going to give them a quality amount of service basically so um 
Also, pay for help if needed. Like I say, I provide this service. I help people out on on a fairly regular basis with tender. So I tend to do a few a month. Often it's just pre-qualifying questions to get them some help. Um, but as we know, tenders can vary from £500 to £10 million. So the amount of time you're going to spend on it is, should be indicative of the cost or the value you are intending to get out of it. Um, so I worked on one very recently um, and it was to do with um, like first aid training for a council in Leicestershire. Um, and I was just involved with like helping the client out with the pre-qualifying questions. I didn't particularly spend a long time on it with him. Um, I spent a couple, maybe um, between two and four hours on it, I suppose, in total. Um, but it was more about us having a conversation about what he wanted to do and for him to have like a bit of a sounding board with me from the knowledge and experience that I've got to say well I wouldn't perhaps word it like that or I'd put it together like this so it wasn't necessarily a lot of information but it was a lot of context in terms of getting the foot in the door kind of thing so I think they'd done work with them previously but again you know the council was very um, particular about what they wanted and rightly so so you need to fulfill what they want as well I think that's the best way of putting it and also finally like you know getting a, the right tender Getting business of that kind of magnitude um, can really explode your business. So on the one hand, it's great because there's lots more money coming in, hopefully. But you would also need to think about your service and your staff levels. You know, is everybody trained up properly? Have you got enough people? We need to take on more people for this particular job. And, you know, you've got to think about how long that contract is going to last for. And will you then have to get rid of people if you don't get another contract on that basis? There's a lot to consider with when, when you're actually taking on these things. And some of these obviously can be thought about after you've got the contract, naturally. Um, but you need to think about and a lot of these things prior to that as well. Also, because they are some of the questions that they may end up putting to you. Um, so it, I wouldn't ever focus on the money with, with this kind of thing. I would focus on the service you're providing, how you're going to do it, how you're going to deliver it and what you can do for them, because they, they are the main things that they want to know. Um, yes, they will always have a limited amount of money, but I would say think about doing a fair tender, but also maybe factoring a little bit of money um, and a little bit of leniency there in case things don't work out or if there are problems further down the line. You know, if you're going to have staffing issues, you know, the last thing you want to do is cancel a day's training, for example, that is already pre-organised. You know, you want to think about every kind of foreseeable problem and contingency that can be put out there. So I wish you luck with your tenders. Again, if you've got any questions, um, send us a DM, send us a message on our website, which is um, bizshears.co.uk or email is hello at bizshears.co.uk. I can answer all your questions for you or just give you a little bit of advice and point you in the right direction. If you want to work with us directly, then get in touch and we can do that as well for you.